Hi, it's Dana, and this is the Summer Body Talks Podcast. So, so I'm really happy to have you here for joining me. Um, I've known you, I don't know how many years now, for a few years now, and we kind of met because of like the similarities between us, our field of work and our interest. And we kind of like got together a few times and, uh, and shared a lot of things with each other. And I always really like to talk with you because of all the common uh, themes we share. So I'm really happy you agree to join me here and you make time for me. So thank you. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Not, yeah. And it's wonderful to see you, Donna. Yes, you too. Do you want to like to give a little introduction of yourself, even just like in the roles of what you do and who you are? Sure. My name is Sol. And I'm a clinical somatic educator, which means that I am helping people out of pain. I'm also working with people who are in emotional pain. So as a therapist, I'm also combining the, the most emotional work with a, a body work, if you can say so. So the primary thing I'm doing is somatics, which is a gentle movement to release muscle tension and pain after long-term stress and emotional, physically, and mentally trauma. So the body is reacting to things that's happening to us in the history. And what happens is that the nervous system go into a stress state where it also contracts the muscles. And if we are on and off in, in lots of stress and have experienced trauma, these muscle tensions can be permanent. The brain just forgets how to relax the muscles. Right. And during the, our life and our, our life experiences, when the muscles are chronic tight, it will in the end hurt. And it also might change the body position so that we get out of alignment or center and this will create a lot of pain and stiffness in the body. And um, we are kind of taking away the freedom to move. Mm -hmm. So in my work, I educate my clients or students in how to come out of pain so that they can be self-regulated instead of dependent on others to get out of pain. Mm. I love that. Mm. And uh, like... How did you get to it from the first place? What was your, your path into it? Well, uh, it's a long history and I'll try to talk about the most important thing. I have always been really um, a loving movement. So I've been doing all kinds of movement, belly dancing, um, ballet, um, martial arts. And that was a big part of my life. And uh, when I was uh, running my own belly dance studio, I started to feel that my body was kind of getting strange. I was 
in my fourth pregnancy. And uh, I will just tell a bit of previous history before this. When I was in my third pregnancy, I was in this traumatic event where I almost lost my life. Mm. But I kind of put that away and started, you know, to focus on living like nothing had happened. And when I was in the same trimester in the fourth pregnancy, my bodily system started to break down physically, the hormone system, immune system. So I started to develop chronic fatigue and lots of pain syndromes in the body. The digestion went off and uh, pain were moving around in my body and I couldn't sleep and I hold all, had all these strange symptoms. And uh, I was actually burned out, if we can say so, before mm -hmm. the birth. And uh, after the birth, I was pushing myself back to my daily life. I had four children and I was not going to give up my life. And I started to push myself. And I was going to the gym six weeks after the birth because my head said I should do so. And the body was yelling no. And I still mm -hmm. went to the gym. And on the way to the gym, I stopped to post a letter. And I was parking the car a little bit away from the mailbox. And there was what I call this little hill from the car and down to the mailbox. And I felt there was something coming behind me. And when I turned over to the right, I could see the car running towards me. Mm. And my nervous system reacted with a fight. So I tried to stop the car. And it was a big car. And of course, I couldn't stop it with my bare hands. And um, then I was squeezed between the car and the wall. Mm. And I could hear that my bones cracked within me. And there I was stuck. And then luckily, there was a lady parking next to me and she saw this and she ran out of the car and pull up, uh, pulled up the, um, the brake of the car and it was actually defect. And then my baby started to scream and I managed to actually get out from that corkscrew in the, between the car and the wall, fell on the, on the ground and this feeling of how to save my child got me up on my feet and I walked around picked it picked him out of the car and yeah, yeah and I sat down in the you know in, in my seat and then I collapsed so she took the baby and I was brought in the ambulance to the hospital and was told that I was having angel guardians I was lucky to be alive because this accident could actually have have killed me so what happened then in the shock all my nervous system went to this free state and I was in survival mode for maybe for years after. And then I started the journey to find a way out back to life, back to my body, back to me. And it was actually a long journey over many years. Yeah. And uh, I was doing different modalities to connect to the body and and working with the mind, my emotions, and also my physical body. And then by coincidence, or we can say so, I came over clinical somatics. And uh, I had just started to teach belly dance again. And I wanted to bring in this into the training as a movement before and after the belly dance training. And one day, one of my students said, 
so today you saved my life. Am I okay? What was, what was going on? And she had social anxiety. And when we did just two of the movements of somatics, she could feel that her anxiety just left, kind of vanished. And, um, and the students, you know, experienced different things. And I explored my own body and felt that there was something shifting in my nervous system. My pain was less and I got more energy. So I actually looked for an education into this. And then I met my teacher, Martha Peterson. Uh, she was interviewing me to be a student. And I went to England for three years to become a clinical somatic educator, which was mm -hmm. my lifesaver out to pain and back to life. And also where I could build, um, uh, build me up emotionally, physically, and mentally by learning about the nervous system and learning how to use the body to regulate the nervous system so that my muscles could relax and I could move with freedom and also come out of pain. Mm. So this was so amazing that I wanted to bring it into Norway. And step by step, I have been building my own business called Soul Somatics, where I have had classes and one-to-one -one students, and also created an education for new students to learn somatics so that they can help others. Mm -hmm. Wow. I loved like, wow, there are so many things you said that I was just like, uh, you know, picking them so beautifully, like. First, I, I find it amazing, maybe many people are not aware of it, but how like the body, your body, uh, the fact that in your fourth pregnancy, in the same week, in the same time, you experience a thing in the third pregnancy, the memory kind of kicked up, came back. And that's like amazing facts on our body. We're not fully aware of it, but how the body keeps a memory and in the right time, it kind of come up and uh, and just flood our system. And then we have to deal with it in a way, right? Um, and, uh, and also how you said about like through the pain and through all this like horrific accident you've been through, it's, it's, it's crazy to just hear about it. Um, on your journey of coming back also to your to your to your health and to your movement and all of that it's like i i often feel like pain is kind of like a gateway for us it's like a calling that calls us hey come back come back and yeah sometimes it happened through like really horrible things in our life right like this accident is i i don't have words for it but but, but then like through the pain, there is a deeper calling sometimes that some of us are able to hear to come back to something a bit deeper, a bit to ourself in a way, right? Is how you said it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is so amazing that you see that. I think that many of us have this soul story and by going through these horror events or crazy um, happenings, we find our calling, we find our heart song, if we can say so. And if it wasn't for this severe accident, I couldn't help people out of pain. So I see that by learning and experiencing, 
um, and go through my story and live what I learn, I've been able to help so many others. Mm-hmm. And um, there are so many people struggling with pain, not knowing why they're having pain, not knowing what to do. They're dependent of our others. Um, we have a society where we are kind of learned that others are going to fix us when we have pain. But if we don't learn how to help ourselves, we remain, uh, how can I say, dependent on others. So I have this calling or mission to educate people to help themselves. And mostly I work with women. So now I see that my passion is actually to help women uh, learn how to meet their emotional self and physically self and mentally self and and heal uh, from another level than getting fixed but right. to learn how to regulate their nervous system so they can find peace in themselves and their and their body right right I, I resonate a lot because also for me in my journey into my work it also came from my own chronic pain I didn't have any accident it was just something that was there for many many years and but it wasn't like it was a breaking point where it was just I couldn't carry it anymore I couldn't continue doing this um, let's find a quick fix for it and I just had to find a little bit deeper and more lasting um, solution for it in a way and and today I'm, I'm without a chronic pain so that's that's quite amazing to me the yeah the the journey into it and so yeah, I resonate a lot with what you say about how it's calling us. And I see it also in, in the practice. But if we are listening, yeah, right? We need to listen. We need to be attentive to this. Yeah, and we also um, will have to want to learn how to help ourselves. Yeah. Because if we, we are not learned to take the responsibility for ourselves um, and uh, are not willing to do the inside job, we will not get healed if we yeah, right uh, so and uh, and not to judge that others want to be fixed but if you want to learn to regulate your nervous system and regulate the pain you need to work in another level you yeah. have to work through the nervous system and through the body because it actually isn't the body the pain is sitting and also the emotions and also the trauma so even yeah. though it's you know traumas are running in the nervous system like it's an event happening 24 7 it's not the events in the cell that's creating the trauma and all the tensions and pain it is how the body reacts on what we experienced so and that's why it's so important to work through the body let's 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 say it again so so because i think i think it's so it's such an important piece and I know it, but I know that many people out there are like, are like, uh, 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 what do you mean? Wait, what do you mean? Trauma is not what happened to us. Is it like, and so we, I think we need to refine it and to bring it a little bit more forward and to, and to say, and I, I will say a little bit, and then you will can say much more about it, about how trauma is not necessarily the event of what happened to us, but it's how our body or what happened inside of us in the event so maybe we can give concrete examples for it so people can grasp it a bit more. Do you have mm-hmm. any? 
Yeah, so we might think that traumas are like my accident, uh, right. that where I almost lost my life. Uh, but trauma can be the way we felt not connect to our parents when we were little children, that we were not seen and heard the way we needed and wanted as children. And we might feel that we have been abandoned and uh, uh, not being met the way we needed. And this can be traumatic for a little child. And this experience, the sensations we are feeling as children, we might have that with us the rest of our lives. And when we come into situations and meet people that are triggering the same sensations and feeling triggers what happened once in a time or through our life. Uh, but the situation and the person we are dealing with now can trigger the nervous system. So the trauma comes back. It's like it's living in us, uh, even though it started years ago. Yeah. And uh, trauma could also be, you know, accidents, it could be abuse, it could be war and all these things, but it's also uh, how we have experienced to be us during our life. And if we have been into relationships that were not good for us, that were dysfunctional, where we um, might have to um, shut down because we couldn't show ourselves, we couldn't express the emotions and feelings, we maybe didn't have uh, the voice that we needed, we didn't, um, we weren't able to express our needs and we're not met in these things, that can be traumatic as well. And these events are kind of stuck in the freeze mode uh, in our nervous system and in a way we are frozen in time. Mm. So that's what we bring with us in, in the grown-up life as well. And then there might be stressors happening and other events that is traumatic and overwhelming for the nervous system. And all these old stories come back and be right. becomes kind of memories or quote-unquote flashbacks yeah. for us. And um, this is, it's on this level, we have to regulate the nervous system to... Um, get to know our body uh, responses, um, the sensations we are feeling and the emotions we are feeling because it's so deep. It's not just to go and being, you know, have a massage and, and being stretched or uh, it is on a deeper level we have to. Yeah. To and I can, yeah, and I can also say from, uh, from my uh, my uh, perspective of work that when we when we go and get fixed yeah because the nervous system is so interconnected to the fascia system to the myofascia system then we i think many people have this experience of i go and get fixed i feel great and then a day later three days later maybe maximum five days later i'm exactly where i've been before and the reason is is when we do uh, quick fixes to this system, to the fascia, to the myofascial system, because it's so interconnected with the nervous system, if we don't work aligned with the nervous system, the, the nervous system just pours the fascia and the myofascial system back to its original uh, uh, position. So we don't actually change anything. And when we want to make, like, a, like you say, a deeper change, 
we have to take into account the nervous system, we have to take into account the limbic brain, the emotional system. So we really have to work multi-layer in a way, um, yeah, to really create a little bit better reality. Yeah, and that's a long-term process. Working with our nervous system and long-term stress and traumas, it's a, it's a long process. There is no quick fix. Either we want it or not, there is no quick fix. And the way we do it in somatics, we are reprogramming programming and rewiring the brain so that the brain learns how to relax the muscles who have been tight due to the stress and the traumas. Because it is actually the brain controlling our movements and our muscles. And to make the muscles relax and release and function better, we need to rewire the, um, the brain. And the way we do that in somatics is using gentle movements, voluntary movements, where we are contracting and shortening the muscles and tightening a little bit tighter than they were before. And then really slowly release the muscle tension and then relax. So these three, three steps, slow, voluntarily conscious and gentle contraction, slowly release and then relax. That is communicating with the muscles, with the nervous system and all the way up to the sensory motor part of the brain where you can um, reprogram the brain's control of the muscles. Mm. Because when we are stressed and is in long-term stress or have experienced trauma, the muscles have learned to be tight. Right. And the conscious part of the brain has forgotten how to relax the, the muscles. So it's actually given over to the automatic autopilot of the brain, if we can say so. And to take back the control, we have to bring in the conscious part of the right. brain and the voluntary nervous system. And this is what we're doing in somatics through the movements and we are addressing the fight and flight and freeze response in the nervous system and also the avoidant, avoidance reflex um, that is activated when we experience um, trauma and accidents or when we have um, hurt our foot uh, to avoid pain or to avoid the danger. And through the movements, we are addressing the muscles in the back side of the body, the front side and the outside, because we have four sides of the body. Mm. And we are using the muscles in all these sides of the body so that we can um, come back to more aligned center to ourselves and um, have muscles that function better, muscles that relax, muscles that get longer, and without stretching and without strengthening them, we are communicating uh, on the level of the brain and nervous system. And it's so gentle. It's um, a way of meeting yourself without judgment. It's it is. Way, I know. remember I experienced with you. We, we did a little exchange. I think it was two <laughs> years ago or maybe more. I don't already remember. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I've experienced it on my own body. And yeah, it's very gentle. It's very, like you say, it's a very um, direct way of meeting ourselves, uh, meeting different um, restrictions, but also weaknesses in some muscles and areas that suddenly the movement doesn't go as we think it should or yeah. 
So. Yeah. So what you refer to as weaknesses is actually not a weakness. It's, it's not a weakness. Yeah. Lack of control or lack of contact. And this is the term that the founder of somatics, um, uh, Thomas Hanna, he was a philosopher and PhD. Um, he was a doctor and, and uh, he found this during science. Um, this term in the nervous system where we have lost the contact with the body and the muscles and the function is called sensory motor amnesia. So it's actually amnesia, the, you call it. Mm. Yeah. So the brain has forgotten how to use the muscles and how to relax the muscles. Interesting. Yeah. And this in a, is what, yeah, go, go. We were, yeah. So this is what we are addressing in the in somatics and um, using the technique, which I told you the three steps technique contraction, release, and relax. We call it pandiculation. Mm -hmm. um, this is creating new neural pathways between the brain and the muscles so that it can function better. Mm. We actually are educating people into more freedom. Amazing. Mm. So important. So, so important. Yeah, I just wanted to say about the, you called it the amnesia. I, in, um, in, in the dynamic system, in somatic psychology, my school from Denmark, we refer like as uh, there is muscles with hypo uh, tension mm -hmm. and muscles with hypertension. So these amnesia, we will call it the hypotension uh, muscles. Yeah. And as you said, that could, that could be hyper, you know, overactive. Yeah. And the hyper where they are not being used as yeah. they are supposed to. Where so they lost, lost the energy. Yeah. yeah. Gave so up to, the energy. Yeah. So the, to create balance between the two, you know, one muscle relaxing, the other one is getting more active. Yeah. And that it can function uh, normally. That is what we are doing in, in the somatics. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. And how do you see like um, this, you, you talked before about working also with, uh, with emotional pain. So how do you see the interconnection between the two in your practice, in your work? So what I see is that um, mostly people are not connected with the emotions, the kind of have rejected their emotions or they have shame around their emotions or they feel that their emotions are wrong and many people are living in their heads and thinking um how to you know um how to get out of pain by thinking and talking about it but the thought patterns and the emotions are really linked to also the body and the uh, language of the body and the muscle uh, system of the body so to being able to meet yourself emotional it's really important to understand the messages the emotions and feelings are trying to express so the emotions are sitting in they are created in the brain in the limbic part of the brain but we feel them in the body yeah and uh, we are a whole system we are a system of the thoughts and we are a system of muscles and the organs and sensations and feelings and also our spirit. And we need to address um, the soma that we are as a whole system. And then the emotions are equally important as the body itself or, or the mind. 
we need to to also learn to meet the emotions without judgment and to right. being able to regulate the emotions. I think we need. I, I I personally think we need to relearn on emotions. We have so many judgment about emotions, and I also find it very attached to culture. So in different cultures, it's it's really different. And me as a Middle Eastern living. In Norway, I, I, I feel it, I meet it a lot. Being in North Europe, I meet it a lot. Um, so I really think we need to relearn on emotions. We, we have so much uh, judgment and conditioning around them. And uh, yeah, and we are, we are both. And it's so important when we want to, to, to heal, when we want to get better, We really have to address these different layers within ourselves. We cannot just, uh, and it's true for both sides. Like I'm, I personally have been really interested about integrational work. And that's why my education go to somatic psychology from one side and body work and fascia work from the other side, because I'm really curious about this integration from both sides. I also find that, you know, people sitting in um, cognitive behavioral therapy It's also mm. problematic. It also doesn't reach, many people don't reach the results they want to. So I really feel from both sides, there is a need for deeper integration of um, body yeah. and mind. Yeah, and I think that's really important because our emotions are also with us since, um, since we're children. And if, if we didn't have parents who have a regulated nervous system, if... Um, If they didn't know to how to meet you and your emotions, you might learn to shut down your emotions, and you you um, never allowed yourself to feel and sense them. And uh, of course, it's really important because the emotions also um, are represented like the inner child. So when we are in the relationship and there is a happening, an event happening, or uh, we are having a fight or a, argument or discussion we might become five year five years old because the person is a trigger for the same feeling as we had as as a five-year-old um, so in my work with emotions we also work within the child so that we can um how can we say that mm, go back to the history and save ourselves from a dysfunctional um upbringing or events that was traumatic and learn to meet ourselves with more empathy and love and kindness mm -hmm. and I see that this is also really important to to become um, more regulated to meet ourselves with compassion kindness and empathy and many people are so very so judgmental to themselves and it's a kind of new approach to meet the emotions and the body from this level with empathy Um, because we're so used to push ourselves and, and do all these things and, and um, be in the head uh, and um, kind of going over boundaries, boundaries uh, to fix ourselves instead yeah. of doing less. Doing less. Doing less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's more like in the, in the subtle Uh, sub, uh, sub, subtle things so that we say, you know, and the small things actually, that's where the transformation happens. 
say more about it. So what I see that when I work with my clients one-to-one, when we get into the the combination of working um, on the level with the body and with the nervous system and with the emotions, uh, we could start just by um, hold ourselves when we are sad or to tell that it's okay Uh, it's okay to feel sorry, I'm here for you. Um, You're allowed to be sad, you're allowed to be angry. Just give yourself permission to feel. That's on one level where you can start to transform your nervous system and also uh, to start to listen to the body's uh, biological signals like, I need to go to the bathroom, I'm thirsty, I want to drink some water. To learn these small subtle things to actually understand the needs of the body and understand the sensations mm. and um, and our emotions as well to find is it sorrow is it fear is it anger is it um is it excitement or is it joy to, to get to know these emotions um it takes time so it's a process of giving yourself time and um um it's doing the small things like when we do the somatics it's just a few moments a few repetitions it's gentle it's really soft and it's in the small things by doing almost nothing that is where you're communicating with the nervous system and when you push when you do it hard and when you're going all in that is noise for the nervous system yeah so it's in the well, it's in the subtle, we can say so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I know this, like, um, I heard many times from clients that is that they say, like, it's like you're not doing anything, but like, every, like but it's so, everything is happening. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, when you work very gentle, you, you, this is the way, in a way, to work with the body to slow down to work gentle every time we and it's true for movement it's true when we do stuff from outside if we if we do movement big movement strong movement usually what will happen is that the strong uh, the big muscles will jump in and will take over and then we don't have an opportunity to to notice the subtlety like you say like the 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 more the inner smaller maybe muscles or nerves or yeah all yeah and also i think that we are our behaviors and our choices are learned and uh, we go into um pain and traumas and with the same approach to fix it and it's gonna uh, we're gonna do it with you know working hard push and doing lots of things and do and do and and this creates just more more tensions and more stress. So right. people really don't trust when I say they're going to do less or they're going to do between three and five slow, gentle repetitions of a movement. They really can't, you know, turn their brains around to see that it is in the less is more the transformation is happening because yeah. behavior, you know, we are so trained in um, no gain without pain. But in this work, we say uh, no pain, all gain. So really to meet ourselves with kindness and with a theme, less is, um, less is more. This is where the magic happens. 
Yeah, right, right. To slow down. So important to slow down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we can. The, this this is something that everybody can take everywhere. Like we can do so many things on that we do so automatically during our day just to do it a little bit slower and just to see what happened there in this in this space that is being created yeah to give ourselves space yeah and and uh, i think that for many that can be challenging because it's in the in the slowness and in the stillness that's where we hear the noise if we can say so yeah where the pain is getting louder and um the body sounds are getting louder and the emotions are getting louder and maybe this is something that we want to distract ourselves from and run away from totally yeah that's what we're doing so many things um but yet we have to come back to this and and stay there um and work through the emotions and through the sensations and um, by listening more and doing less. I think this is so important and, and it's a new approach for, for most people because we are so used to, you know, to do all these things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot for the, for the nervous system to be pushed without, you know, having healthy boundaries for ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Wow, so important. So, so important. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying to, in, in, when I, I don't teach anymore at the moment, all this pandemic and maternity leave took me away from teaching classes. But um, I remember saying to people in my classes, if you feel you hate me in the middle of it, it's totally normal. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because what happened to our nervous system once we are forced in a way to slow down is that, like you say, everything become louder. And if there is a person out there that guide us to slow down, we kind of just want to kill this person at the moment. <laughs> yeah, because we might want to just flee. And um, it could be really challenging, but even though just to try to slow down for 20 seconds or four right. minutes, uh, all these, again, subtle things that we do, um, we we do, but we don't have to. Um, how can I across the boundaries of if if we want to slow down, we want to try to slow down, and the nervous system said, "Oh my God, get get me away from this, and get me out from here." It's okay to stay there still for some seconds or minutes, mm-hmm. and then yeah. allow yourself to move again and and come out of it because we're not going to force ourselves to stay in the, in the noise because that could be re-traumatizing. Yeah. But to, to hold yourself for a while there um, and give your body some empathy and um, I'm here and connect to the body. It's okay to be there. It's safe to be there. Even doesn't feel good. I think that's a really important part of the journey. journey. Really important. And to learn to do it a little bit, we can learn, we can think about a baby when it's small. Yeah, I'm now with Naomi, so I have this example, living example. But when we have a little children or babies and they are like in their crying or, or experience pain or discomfort, we are holding them. Yeah, we will not like walk away and like, oh, just get over it or just do something. We will hold them. And in the same way, 
we want to be able to hold ourselves. That's what you mean with holding. Just a little yeah. bit to give us the the space to be with emotion sometimes, or to be with a little bit with discomfort or with pain or whatever is present in our body. Yes, because it's there for a reason. Yeah, and I really understand also why we maybe want to uh, get out of it or or flee away from it. Because if if we weren't met as babies, you know, being co-regulated with safe grown-ups seeing us meeting us and we were abandoned and crying and going into this shutdown because it's a survival response because we weren't met nobody's taking me up nobody is seeing me nobody's hearing me um if that is what we have learned from we were children and when we were crying as bigger and we were told go to your room you're too much um shut down don't don't cry you know emotions and feelings were not allowed yeah. you know we learn to abandon ourselves and um um to come back to the body to feel the sensation uh, sensations i i really understand this is uncomfortable and doesn't feel safe but during a longer process um when we come back to our body that's uh, and, and give it the love as we would do to a baby. That's where the, the transformations happen. Yeah. Um, we start to regulate our nervous system as a grown-up, even though we didn't learn it from when we were babies and children. Yeah. And and the concept of abandoning ourselves, I think that for, like it can be not clear for many people. And I want to, again, put it like uh, from somatic psychology perspective, for example, we all have a favorite emotion, like that we all have emotion that we're really good at. We are like, yeah, I'm great with crying and being sad, no problem. But then we have another emotion or two others that we are really, really bad with that suddenly they are like, we I'm never angry. Yeah, who knows that example? I'm never angry. So we need, in a way, we 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 are emotional beings, and we want to have variety of emotion and to be able to hold different emotion without going to like over over uh, the our limits or under our limits. So we want to work in in our own limits, but still being able to meet and be with different emotions. Right, and that that would mean what you said about not abandoning abandoning ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course, and because um, we have the variety and the spectrum of all these right. emotions, but very often we are kind of um, um, not known in, in how to meet them. So it's better to just kind of shut them down and sense them because uh for example anger as you said many of us have no contact with the anger me i me i i was this is my personal story i can share because i share it a lot with clients and with students like my really dear father that i love dearly he's a good person but when when i used to get angry he would send me to my room to relax so what happened in this example, and many of us do it, yeah, we are not conscious what, what it creates, but what happened in this example is that I was never met with my anger. Mm-hmm. 
So I learned that when I'm angry, I need to calm down first before I can be in contact with someone. So for many years after, every time I was angry, I would do a little like trading exchange in me. <laughs> We all do it in different ways. I would just trade the anger for sadness because in sadness, I was really good. And so, and, and it took many years to realize, oh, I'm actually, and, and, and really good teachers on the way that usually come as our partners, good friends, family that really trigger us to bring these emotions out anyway. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and until I got back with my sweet anger and it's such a beautiful emotion, I'm really happy to have him back on my board, so... Yeah, and uh, to, um, you know, suppressed feelings also can create pain. This is what Peter right. Levine says, you know, on the yeah. emotions can and also create pain. So this is also a thing that uh, I see all the time that we might have pain because we never were able to feel and, can I say, um, not digest the emotions, but to to allow ourselves to feel the emotions and uh, it gets stuck in our body. And when it gets stuck in our body, it creates pain. Mm. Yeah, the charge, the, because the emotion creates charge in our body and when it doesn't get to discharge in a way, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, now, so our system is really, it's complex uh, and it's organic and it's holistic because we are, so much more than just a body to fix. We are not yeah. just parts that are going to be repaired. We are a living system that um, needs to be met. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it was Tom Myers that says that, yeah, we are not machines. We are more like trees. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are more like trees, all the time growing, all the time. There's all the time new cells and new evolution happening inside yeah and we are designed to learn until we're old yeah never stop learning this is how we are keeping our brain healthy and this is you know and doing movement and always mm. always um always want to learn more and um what what, what is the quote saying that it's not Um, uh, I really remember, but many people kind of believe that um, it's normal to have pain and get stiff when you're, when you're getting old. Yeah. And that, that's why we stop moving. Um, or have high blood pressure or like many yeah. different examples to this. It's normal. I'm old. So my back aches. That's normal. That's a yeah. myth really, because uh, yes. we are, we are able to move freely until we die yeah. no yeah. matter age so we are able to you know have freedom in our body our whole life right. but we just know how to how to move and how to to use the body and the resources that we have right yeah and dr gabor mate actually talks a lot about it about different autoimmune disease and different high blood pressure and different kind of illnesses that show up usually in our 40s 50s but they're actually the source the source of uh, of trauma of trauma trauma in early childhood so yeah. so all these things that we tend to think ah that's normal it's just i'm getting old that's part of life 
we should put there more question marks than come with such a certainty to this. Yeah, and actually maybe it's the body saying no because mm. there has been so many traumas and so um, <laughs> so much stress. Oh, you have... Oh, <laughs> I just have this book here, yeah. <laughs> we do. Yes. I just uh, had the, the last week um, following up on what's here on the just Wisdom the of movie. the Prom. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a great movie and great work. Whoever doesn't know, you should search and look and... Yeah, such a brilliant yeah. work. And what if we got to know the wisdom of our bodies? Mm. That that is what I, I feel I have this mission. I want to to learn people to know themselves better, to to see the wisdom that the body have, to learn to mm. use resources because we all have it in us. Yeah to uh, transform and to feel better and to come out of pain. Yeah literally it's in our nervous system and in our brain and in our body we just yeah. have to know how to use it yeah yeah I'm, I'm sharing this passion and this and i i really feel that all kind of it, it touched every aspect of our life in many ways when we are not present in our bodies so many things are potentially to go wrong. Uh, we can have a look a little bit on the world around us and the way our world look like these days. It's a lot to do with, in my opinion, has to do with that, with our lack of ability to be present in our bodies, in connection, in interconnection with other people. It's And uh, yeah, yeah, and there is so much gift and wisdom and and ease that can come through the connection and present in our bodies. Yeah, and uh, as the pandemic has been going on this year, um, when there has been this shutdown, we have been mm. um, apart, we have been you know, so much alone. Uh, we are not designed for being alone. We are, we are animals and we need each other and we need to have a co-regulation being together to, to feel safe and to connect and to um to find joy and uh um now there is so much um depression and anxiety because right. people are sitting there by themselves yeah yeah right. yeah so yeah. so to be there and to be a service of others to learn people um how to help themselves and um help people out of pain you know that's so important for me and also that's uh mission of your uh your life as well to help people out yeah, of pain. no it's what connects us in the beginning isn't it <laughs> yeah so yeah. that's strange yeah yeah it's amazing work and and you know both you and me we are teaching due to um our experience with our own history because Only want, that yeah yeah we want to teach what we have learned yeah and if you and I can change, others can change. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think it's so important for people, especially people that come from pain and work with pain because chronic pain can be such a, such a heavy load to carry. Many people that suffer from it are sure that, you know, so many times I, I, I've heard like, I, I think I would just need to learn to live with that. And of course, sometimes, yeah, there are things we need to live to to learn to live with. 
but I genuinely believe in the opportunity we all have to change. And, and I, I was with chronic pain for 15 years and I'm not with chronic pain anymore. It's not, it's not present in my body. It's not in my life. So I really believe in the ability, but I also acknowledge that it can be hard work, can be very confronting for so many uh, and uh, requires so much. So sometimes it's easier to say, oh, no, I don't want to go there, you know. Yeah. I don't want to go. I prefer to take medicine and have surgery or whatever. Just I don't want. I don't let me touch my emotion, please. You know, I I I get it. I can get it really. But uh, and I respect that too because it's a hard process because it's not dance and roses to to dive into the the causes why you have pain, uh, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain. But I think that. Our society is more like a head base and um, yeah. um, I want to listen to the doctor and uh, the chiro says so, so and the physio says so and the masseuse says so and we are so dependent on what others think yeah. and say yeah. that we have forgotten what is right for me right? and what can I do for myself and yeah. where do I start and how can yeah. I do it. So to really, you know, learn to, to feel in what is right for me instead mm. what others think I should do yeah. and what I see in my clients they are not being understood and they're using lots of energy to make people understand the yeah. situation and the pain but the thing is that if you haven't experienced pain you don't have um, the possibility to understand on that level so to, to find a way to understand the, re- um, the real cause of, of your pain and to go in and work with the cause uh, of course it's not this gentle uh, work as I said dancing on roses it's uh, it's actually hard and it's a long process but we have to go through the pain uh, to come out of pain yeah instead of trying not to pretend it's not there to avoid it or to take um, distracting ourselves yeah yeah we have to go into it and be in the mud and um and from there come out of it so it's a the lotus has the yeah. lotus yeah yeah <laughs> but we will blossom we will blossom when we have come through the uh through the pain and um and it's a really powerful yeah um, state of being when you know that you can help yourself it's a gift it's really it's a gift and it's a, and it's a, it's a life-changing gift you know, it's, uh, I say to a lot of my clients that in the end of the day, it's really, um, it's really life-changing. It's not just about I get a fix and I come back to the same pattern of behavior and environment that, that caused this pain from the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, when we realize that, the, yeah, there is a lot of unfolding and a lot of things that that just I think very organically because it, it just happened. It's just like suddenly things make sense. It's clearer. It doesn't happen because I overthink it. But but it is, but it is a, a life changing in many ways. Uh, we have to change the um, 
yeah, the environment, we have to change the thing that, that caused it for us in, in the first place and our relationship to it. Sometimes it's not about getting rid of specific people or, or, or where we live. Yeah? Sometimes our environment will, cha- will remain as it is, but something in our relationship to it, something in the way we respond to it will change and that will create the change. So, yeah. Yeah. You're so well-spoken, Donna. I'm so well-spoken, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, wow, so long we didn't talk and it's always such a, such a, yeah, it's such a pleasure always. And uh, it's been so long. So thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I really have enjoyed being here with you, Donna. Yeah. We will start to wrap it up. Do you like have anything you want to add or to something you wanted to touch in and we didn't or? No, we just encourage people when you have tried everything and Mm -hmm. the pain doesn't go away, Mm -hmm. search inwards. Mm -hmm. What can I do to help myself Mm -hmm. instead of what can others do for me? And I think that is where the journey comes and, and there might be other ways in for you than than my work or, or or your work Donna but to um to start to to listen to the body and trust the body yeah um, it's really important and instead of learn to live with your pain accept it uh, and then what can I do from now yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so yeah. taking back the responsibility uh to ourselves to own yeah and 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 with the responsibility comes like you said before a lot of power a lot of um yeah a lot of uh, new opportunities yeah when we own yeah and being curious yeah being curious because it it could be a learning process with uh, the curiosity yeah Um, and maybe there are different ways in to come out of pain so yeah yeah and be be kind to yourself that's really important yeah Mm. yeah how albert einstein said we cannot solve uh, i don't remember exactly how it was but we cannot solve problem in the in the same mindset we created them or something like that that's that's true so we maybe have to learn another way to be yeah to relearn something yeah yeah and maybe i will i will i will say to to wrap it that for me when i when i was with chronic pain and i search i think i tried everything out there genuinely i i i i was like just uh, you know shopping around and just like whatever you say can fix it i'm i'm buying into it and i tried everything and when nothing worked i remember that there was a moment that I just like, I just it just hit me. I don't, don't, I don't know how it came, but it's just like this this insight that suddenly hit you from inside, and I just realized that my body doesn't need to be fixed. It needs to relearn something. I need to relearn something, and that in a way was like my first door into the journey of healing of my pain, and uh, yeah, it's really strange to say so because that was my path as well. <laughs> 
laying on the couch, couldn't take care of myself, couldn't take care of my children. I was dependent on having help and I couldn't walk and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do anything. And to find, you know, from searching out and trying all these things, <laughs> methods and ways, and nothing worked, and I had to look in. So when I started to look in within me, and what can I do? How can I um, help myself? That is the transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and actually created magic. So... So our histories are quite similar. And mm. also that is what made us go into the world and serve others so that they also could learn how to change through using their own body and nervous system. Yeah. Mm. Cheers to magic. Cheers to magic. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> mm. Oh, thank you so much, really. Like uh, like I said before, it's just like um, it hit me how much I missed you, actually. You know, oh. it's like it's been such a long time and uh, it's such a pleasure to just sit with you and talk with you. And yeah, we are also recording so people can enjoy it after, but, but it's been such a pleasure. Um, I hope I can see you soon, Donna, and your little Naomi, because, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy that we have reconnected again. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you.